Blog Talk Radio. Jump 
for and go for the blood, but it's not uh, every day that you see someone fall uh, with a, a level of injury of that magnitude. So uh, I, I think games should continue to be played in uh, the dome, but uh, you know they should. The colleges should offer uh, insurance to the players because you know playing college, any type of level sport, basketball, football, lacrosse. You know, it's a risk, and you can get hurt, you know, trying to be the best player that you want to be, but something can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Very well said, Daryl. And, I, you know, you feel for somebody, oh, my gosh. And, and But yet, on the other hand, you, it's just, just a chance you take, and, and unfortunately it happens. I mean, we could get hit crossing the street tomorrow by a car. We just yeah. never know. And uh, the other thing about it is look at Derrick Rose. He just went oh, yeah. down. I've watched that I've watched that a hundred times. He just went down. Nothing happened. You know, and then these guards, I, I I tell you I've been saying it and people laugh at me, but these guards get so pounded anymore out front and everything, it it it's tough on them. So um you know I I hope him speedy recovery. Uh sometimes athletes come back a lot quicker than we think and sometimes they never come back and it's just kind of a chance you take when you play sports or even live in the world anymore Daryl and Jovan I think you're taking a chance yeah that's true uh, yeah definitely definitely agree with, agree with you on that one so you know hopefully he comes back speed recovery hopefully he can get back on the basketball court at some point being still involved in the game of basketball but in other news, a lot of news happened out on the West Coast on on Greg's end in the best college basketball world. UCLA coaching, USC coaching, and Oregon losing. Greg, can you just sum up all this madness that's happening out there on the West Coast? Well, I think that the you know the Pac-12 went out uh, pretty early. I think most people anticipated that. Uh, Oregon did. I'm sure you guys would agree. Oregon did not play a very good game against Louisville. Uh, Louisville was kind of ripe for the taking uh, right. in that game, in my opinion, and they just didn't play very well, and they played so well. They probably played as well as anybody in the tournament except for maybe Duke up to that point. But I think now, um, you know, the right teams are in there. I mean, I mean, you got you got four pretty quality teams in there that, it's no fluke to be in there and deserve it. I actually thought Gonzaga would be in there, but but which is Toss State beat them, and uh, and that's the way it goes. But I've I've been singing the praises of Greg Marshall for a long time. Uh, we got a lot going on out here on the West Coast to draw his attention. Uh, a shocker, Steve Alford, who nobody ever thought would leave New Mexico, and at the same time, it just signed it. A two million dollar a year contract, ten year contract, five days earlier signs with US UCLA. What's interesting about that, Jovan and Daryl, is that tomorrow, if he would have signed that contract like tomorrow with UCLA, the buyout would have been over a million. By signing it before April first, it was only two hundred thousand, and UCLA paid that. That's why the timing on this went down. Yeah, a lot of people were very, you know, very shocked when, you know, 
they saw, you know, Steve Alford, you know, he leaves Mexico, and then he goes, he leaves Mexico to go to UCLA, and everybody's like, really, UCLA? This guy got bounced in the first round against Harvard, and you go and, and you go and sign this guy as your new coach. So a lot of people were kind of perplexed about that. I think they all, I'm not sure if I remember, they tried to get Shaka Smart from VCU, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And he well, wasn't. Well, Carol, jump in here, but go on. If, if, if people were perplexed by that, and they just don't know basketball or right. understand it or follow it, because Steve Alford is a great coach. I mean, he would be coaching the Indiana Hoosiers if he didn't have such a tight relationship with Bobby Knight. But he's a tremendous coach. Look at how many NCAA tournaments he's taken New Mexico to. I don't care how far they've gone. Uh, you know, it's it's a small state, and, and a lot of people don't like to go down there for some reason. It's a great state. It's a beautiful state. I've been there. Uh, it's one of the most beautiful places in all the world. And the way they sell out the arenas and everything. And look at how many times New Mexico's won that Mountain West, which is one of the top conferences in all of basketball. It's not even arguable with UNLV and San Diego in there and now State, now Colorado State. So anybody that wants to knock this higher just doesn't understand basketball, Daryl. You're right about that. Uh, You know, it's okay to get knocked out of the first round, but uh, you're right, Steve Alford is an awesome coach. And, you know, uh, for those those. Those people to uh, be perplexed, as Jawan mentioned, is uh, pretty weird. You know, you, you can't basically run off of this guy's career uh, this past season and say, oh, he's a bad coach. Uh, his resume, as you mentioned, stands for itself. So you, you, you have to have faith with the new coach. Uh, it's a new mindset. The team will get past um, where they are now. It'll be a difference uh, for him in the, in the years to come. I definitely, I definitely agree with. I definitely agree with that. You know, I, I didn't think it was a bad hire. I mean, Steve, as I said, Greg mentioned, you know, he built up, he built up that New Mexico program into what it is now, which which was a, a powerhouse in the in in the in that part of the country, and and even in that conference, it was a powerhouse. It wasn't no fluke that they were the, that they were the three seed. Like it, it wasn't a fluke that they did that, and I think that's a great hire. For UCLA, I think they can definitely pick up some recruits. Steve Alfred is not a no-name. He brings in players. You see the players that he had at New Mexico for the past couple of years. He got he had players. He brings in players. So I don't have no I have no question in the world that he can't bring UCLA back to prominence in the years that he's going to be there. And and you know here's another thing on about that, Jovan. Uh, you know, there will not be a shortage of quality candidates for that job at New Mexico. I mean, they're going to have to pick of the litter with that job because people know what a – it's a basketball culture. It's I mean, they stink. And it, I, they've gone through about ten football coaches, it seems like, since Steve Alford was there. And, and, and I forget the coach that was there that caused a lot of problems and they were on probation and everything – but the fact of the matter is uh, they'll be able to, you know, whoever gets it, whether it's one of his assistants or somebody, there might be a surprise guy that all of a sudden appears at New Mexico as the basketball coach. And I'll give you another little shocker here. Are you guys sitting down or standing up? I'm sitting down. I'm standing. 
I think that, you you know, and I haven't checked with the last two hours because I've been busy with something, but providing USC is not named the coach yet, don't be shocked if they take a hard look at Tubby Smith. Mm-hmm. Now, what would that do to the Pac-12? I mean, you'd have a you'd have an unbelievable amount of coaches in, in the Pac-12. It'd be a tremendous coaches league. Definitely, Tubby is a good one, and everybody was shocked that he got fired out of Minnesota after what he took Minnesota to NIT last year and to the NCAA tournament this year. People were shocked about that. Why haven't Coach Cantu been? Why didn't they rehire him as as the coach back at USC? I think that they think they can get a bigger name. His name's not real big, but I feel like it's a really mistake not to hire him. I uh, think he would I, be I, tremendous. We, Players we love him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just a mistake, Giovanni. It, 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 you know, he's, he's done a great job there. He's a terrific recruiter. They've really been hit by the injury bug in the last two or three years, and I would give him a shot because he would win there. There's no doubt about it. Exactly. He would win there. We talked to him and you and when we talked to him you could just hear like if you was a recruit if you was a recruit, you would want to play for him because he makes you believe, you know, we're gonna win basketball games. And as you said, he brought players there. He coached Nick Vucevic and all those guys and and brought yeah, them there. Uh, you know, and he, all those big time players that are gonna be playing in the professional basketball. Exactly. And uh you know, he's been there. And, and um, you know, I, I'll tell you a guy that, uh, Daryl, that I would take a look at that um, I, I think might be ready to leave. There's not only the LaSalle coach, and I want Javon to be quiet on that because they want to keep him, but um, I think Billy Donovan's kind of maybe about ready to leave Florida. You think he's ready to leave? Yeah, I do. For some reason, I just sense that. I could be totally wrong. It's just my own impression. I, I might be too early, uh, I believe, for him. I, I would give him uh, another one or two years and see what he can do with the school and uh, the basketball team. Uh, they, they had a nice run. But, uh, you know, something, unfortunately, a run does come to an end. But I, I'd give him another one or two years uh, in a contract extension to make sure he can try to fix some things that a Florida Florida program has. Sure, sure. Yeah, I I mean, that's that's another interesting fact to think that I don't don't think he should – I agree with Greg. I think he's going to go. I mean, a couple years ago, he could have went to the – he could have – he basically had the Orlando Magic job. Basically did. Didn't take it. I mean, how many more chances does this man need to have down there? Yeah, and I think the thing is that, Giovanni, if I'm not mistaken, I know you're so good at looking this stuff up, maybe you can at some point, that um, he, um, I think he had a five-year commitment to go to Florida that he would not leave for the pros again when they took him back when he had actually taken uh, the Orlando Magic job, that he would not coach in the pros anywhere uh, within the next five years. I think that period is up. So yeah, I I'm looking. Look, right now, I'm job. looking up contract extension. Yeah. Yeah, I think they said. Um, it doesn't say anything. It just says that he has he signed to stay with the school from 2015 to 2016. That's all I'm seeing right now. And we all know those contracts 
don't mean a thing. Oh, they no, do not, not mean a thing. I mean, you might as well not even have them because yeah, they don't because mean they're going anything. To get... There's buyouts and all that other stuff, and people can go anytime they want. They don't mean a darn thing. Don't mean a darn thing. So that's a that's a lot of NCAA talk, but but you know since we're the college, since we're the East West hoops, so we got to talk about other hoops, you know as well. The who NBA. you guys who you guys going to predict are going to be playing? Next Monday night. Oh, true. What do you think, Daryl? Say that again, Greg. Who's going to be playing next Monday night? Who's going to win the two games this weekend, this Saturday? Uh, the two big games, I have Louisville still. And uh, I can't believe I'm going to pick uh, Syracuse. Syracuse and Louisville will be the championship game. I didn't see it coming, especially with Syracuse. Uh, they shocked the entire world. I'm at a stage of shock. They went from losing games to blowing a, a 15-point lead, if I'm not mistaken, to actually taking their time and beating people. Uh, that big game over the weekend, 55-39 against uh, Marquette, uh, was scary. 30, uh, I didn't see it coming. I, I believe that they should have lost, but they fooled me and... I still have Louisville winning, winning on next Monday night. Uh, it'll be a good game. Well, I'm going I to... agree. Um, and and Jovan, what do you, what do you? I think it will be a great game, but I got kind of a surprise winner. What do you think, Jovan? That between the two games, uh, give us the two games, and what do you think? Um, I'll, for the two games, I like Louisville. I think Wichita State they have a good run. But I don't know which all state guards is going to be able to keep up with Peyton Silva, Russ Smith, Bohannon, those guys. And I don't know who's going to go down low and defend Dang, Dang down the low. So I'm, I'm going to get that Louisville. And then I'm going to go against them. I'm going against the Green. I'm going I'm going Michigan. I'm liking how <laughs> Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr., Glenn Robinson III, Josh Morgan and those boys, they took down Kansas. Trey Burke. Had Michigan was down eight with a minute and 20 left in the game. Trey Burke brought them guys back. They came beat them in overtime. I like the way they're playing. Trey Burke probably will be the probably is so far leaning to the national consensus player of the year. So I like Michigan to go up to beat Syracuse. And then I have Louisville beat Michigan. All right, you're wrong there. Uh, I'm going to go with Michigan over Louisville. Uh, I think Michigan wins the national championship. I think they got too much firepower, too much defense. Uh, I think that um, this team will be playing on a little emotion, Louisville. I don't know how they'll handle that. That could propel them. Uh, but I do not see Louisville winning the national championship. I, I, I Either they're going to get beat by Wichita State or they're going to lose to Michigan. And I think Michigan will defeat Syracuse easily. What do you think I like, there? I like him. I like that pick. Uh, me and you are on the same. We and me and you are on the same pick for our final two. So just Daryl, who's awful. Yeah, that's pick. kind of scary. <laughs> you know, Jovan, why don't we tell everybody too, real quickly, on Cross Corner? That's CrossCorner.blogspot.com. Starting this week, once mm-hmm. a week, you're going to write a baseball column, correct? Yep, international baseball. I'm going to be writing an international baseball column every week for Cross Corner. That's crosscorner.blogspot.com. 
I'm going to yeah. be hitting the majors, you know, because baseball season started tonight, so we're going to hit some of the majors. Might have some minor league and then some international stuff. You yeah. never know. Manny Ramirez, Manny Ramirez playing in the playing over there in, in Japan and stuff, so you never know. I think that's kind of exciting. I'm glad you're going to do that. we got to get Daryl in there writing something at least once a week because uh, the professors down there tell me, Giovanni, his writing skills are lacking a little bit, so <laughs> I need to pick up the pace a little bit, um, you know. Since he will be the next president of the United States in about <laughs> 20 years. Right. So, um, you know, that's going to be – we're not going to stop him. He's going to be the president of the United States, and – and I, if I know he would get the economy moving better than it is now. Probably. Uh, I wouldn't. All right. We'll talk off there about that. <laughs> <laughs> about the economy moving or about you being president of the United States? Um, president of the United States. Uh, this is okay. a joke. I, I won't keep you on, but this is a joke. I, I have some best friends at home, and they tell me, uh, yeah, you're gonna be the president of the United States. You know, uh, we're all we're all gonna work in your cabinet, and you'll be the president one day, and it'll be crazy. So, yeah. I don't think that's necessarily a joke. I think there's more fact there than fiction. Hey guys, I'm gonna get out of here tonight, but I want you to discuss once again one of the hardest working coaches ever. Is Doug Collins gonna survive? All right, will do. We'll Thank do. you. We don't have any golf show tonight, Jovan, so we'll talk to you this week when you do your baseball. All right, definitely. You will see that column on crosscorner.blogspot.com, and there's also other great columns, other great sport columns on there as well, so make sure you check it out, crosscorner.blogspot.com. So thanks for Greg for calling in for tonight's show. And we have about seven minutes left in the show, so Daryl, since Greg brought up NBA, let's talk about NBA. Lead it off. All right, let's talk about it. How about those Miami Heat? They played tonight without Dwayne Wade and LeBron James and managed to pull a win. And don't forget first. without Mario Chalmers, too. Oh, yeah, Chalmers is out. But uh, Chris Bosh is the game-winning shot, a three with 1.1 seconds left on the shot clock. That is amazing. Uh, I can't hate. The Heat is just too powerful uh, right now. They have that one uh, loss over Chicago in the end of the 27-game win sheet, but you can't hate. Uh, the Heat has definitely put it together the best team in the league. So uh, I, I think that uh, there is no competition anymore. Uh, the Spurs was the toughest game that many people were kind of eyeing out even before they went on this winning streak. You know, the Spurs, Greg Popovich is one of the greatest coaches in the NBA. So for Pop not to pull the upset over Miami, I was pretty shocking. However, it was a close game, but uh, it's it's amazing, man. Uh, I think we 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 can talk all the trash you want to, but they can prove us wrong no matter what they do. They definitely can. I mean, the scary part is that this team they're actually built like a lot of people damn. We at the onset we didn't realize this team was built as a team, and that was true. When they first were together, this team wasn't built as a team. It was built around three individuals, you know, let them run the show. Now right. we're to see the evolution of player development and that pieces here and there to help evolve this team. Now you got the they you know they added a they added a Rashard Lewis and you know they added a um they added Rashard Lewis and um 
Ray Allen and, you know, Chris Anderson, who has actually been a good pickup for him, you know? They're adding good support pieces around them, and you're finally seeing the evolution built as a team. So I think that's good. But the thing that concerns me about the Heat is that when it comes to the playoff time, they're going to get physical. And the thing is, are they going to be able to take the physical play for seven games? Yeah, I think they will. Uh, it comes down to their uh, mentality level. Uh, you know, you have to be built. LeBron is definitely built uh, mentally and physically built the last seven games. Uh, a couple of the older guys, uh, Chalmers and Ray Allen, just a few, uh, you know, they've been down that stretch, especially Ray Allen being a former subject. He's been down those seven-game series where, okay, do or die, you know, let's be physical. But, uh, you know, especially Ray Allen. Ray Allen would be coming and being the, the old head on the team, uh, if I could say that, I and basically be a mentor to the younger players, even though LeBron and D-Wade, Especially the way has been there in those uh, type of opportunities or situations that came across in the playoffs, that you know they're able to, to get their way through it. So it's something to watch out. I don't think they'll have any trouble this year, like they did last year. Nah, I, I definitely I agree. I mean, they. I mean, it's 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 um, it's scary. <laughs> it's scary to think about that. You know. That you know they actually you know they're that they're actually playing good that they're actually playing good, and you would never think you know that they were you know going to be that they were going to be this you know this you never think they were going to be this good this quickly you know what I mean and you're seeing it playing you're seeing it manifest right before our eyes so I think it's pretty so I think it's pretty cool that you know they're seeing that they're that they're playing, that they're playing good basketball, but Tom, only Tom will tell to see if you know they can keep on, if they can keep on uh, playing good enough basketball as the season ends. But as Greg brought up, he brought up those, uh, brought up Doug Collins. So, um, what do you think about Doug Collins? Uh, Doug Collins is consistently. Inconsistent. Uh, I don't even know where to start, man. Uh, first of all, Doug Collins is an excellent coach, nonetheless, despite the season he had this year. Uh, he has a tremendous resume from his college years to his pro years and mm-hmm. coaching. But the Sixers, I think the Sixers is the wrong pick for him. Uh, when he came right. in last year, he did well. But now it's this year where, you know, you have troubles with Bynum. Uh, Evan Turner is still there. Spencer Hall is still there. But, uh, the main go-to guys aren't there anymore. Lou Will has left and went to Atlanta, and Iguodala has left and went to Denver. So the, the main pieces that usually helped them in the stretch, even though they weren't uh, big-time game winners, uh, buzzer beaters, but, you know, he doesn't have those, those pieces for the puzzle. So right now he's in a bad situation where he's trying to fix the Sixers uh, by own is definitely out for the rest of the season. So I think Doug Collins leaves this year, or if that doesn't happen, the Sixers will have to pick up somebody completely to fit the team because right now they're struggling. Uh, they won over the weekend against the Bobcats, but okay, the Bobcats has the worst record in the NBA. The Sixers lost almost maybe a month ago 
to the Orlando Magic. Now, if that isn't consistently inconsistent, then I don't know what is going on in those practice rooms. So something has to be done. Uh, Doug Collins may not believe in. I wouldn't be shocked if he went to teach a, a college basketball team. I mean, that, that might be downgrading, but he has to go somewhere where he can fit right out. I don't think the NBA is a perfect fit for him at this moment. All right, all right, all right, Conda, I agree with that. I mean, maybe his time has ran out here. But does he favor the job if somehow this the playoffs, since they're only five and a half games back behind the Bucks, and the Bucks have a harder schedule than the Sixers? And the Bucks been in this position before. Will the Bucks hold on, or will the Sixers creep up and beat them? Hey, that's scary. Uh, the Bucks have the Bucks have the same problem, but uh, if the Bucks manage to hold on, that would be worthwhile. Uh, if the Sixers make it, Doug Collins uh, Collins will stay with the job, uh, but I don't see them staying uh, all through next season. I think they'll get an interim coach. And that'll be just like the the Knicks had the issue. Uh, they'll have to get an interim coach, and that that'll help change the entire organization. So that's something to look out for if that does happen. Yeah, I I definitely I agree with you on that one. But that's going to wrap up the East West Hoop Soup tonight here on Block Talk Red. Like, thank for everybody listening. As we talk a lot about NCAA talk and fitting some NBA at the end, because you know we're the East West Hoop Soup. Talk about everything in hoops. But this is me, Joe Alford, for my co-host, Greg Hoffman, and Daryl Simmons. Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll hope to talk to you again next week for our 40th show. Our 40th show since we started in the summer. And make sure you check out crosscorner.blogspot.com for everything in the wild world. Right there, and you'll see my baseball column on there sometime this week coming up. All right, everybody, have a good night, and see you later. <laughs>